Welcome to the Celtics Pride Podcast on the Celtics Blog Podcast feed. I'm your host, Josh Motenko, flying solo tonight on this Instant Reaction Podcast. The game just ended. I got no Adam Motenko with me, no Mike Minkoff. Solo dolo here. Uh, it was a rough one tonight if you're a Celtics fan. Let's break it down. Um, it, the Celtics blog slack is crickets right now, so I can just tell that there's a heavy heart right now in every single Celtics fan, everybody who bleeds green. Um, and, you know, you, you were all frustrated, as I was, I assume, at the lackadaisicalness tonight from our star, our young Tatum, Jason Tatum. You know, he came out too relaxed to start the game, and it seemed like when you're trying to be in that zone, when you're trying to play with poise and slow the game down and let the game come to you, you want to come out relaxed. Okay, so let's not, let's just establish that from the jump. He did that, and then it was almost like he missed the bunny layup. He threw the skip pass over Jalen Brown's head and out of bounds, and he started to react like it was like he was. He was trying to be there, but then he was surprised when the ball didn't go in for him. You know, his first three sails way wide. Um, And we're all wondering what happened to the real Jason Tatum here tonight. Um, He does score 16 points in the second quarter, but, you know, the conspiracy theories are, are flying around. All right, the leading vote getters tonight for conspiracy theories from the Celtics Pride podcast of what happened to the real Jason Tatum tonight. All right, number four, Deuce kept him up late last night. All right, Mike Minkoff submitted this one. He didn't get any sleep. You know, he's a young dad. He didn't get any sleep. He shows up to the game. He's not ready to go. Number three, Adam submitted this one. Uh, a little bit off color. He said that he missed the birth of Gordon Hayward's uh, son, Gordon Hayward Jr. He's sad about that because Jason Tatum maybe is the real father. Come on, Adam. Come on. Number two. All right, submitted by yours truly here. He's got COVID, and they're keeping it a secret. Conspiracy theory, man. Don't believe the conspiracy theories. And the number one vote-getter, voted by me, of course, was my second suggestion that Maybe Jason Tatum just thinks he's playoff Campbell Walker. Ouch. God, it was just a rough one. It's hard to not be cynical here tonight. Um, I thought Jalen Brown was a, was a steadying force for our team. That's, that's his personality. Um, he, he brought it. He hit some clutch threes at the end, um, along with some play reviews that, that got us close enough to really make this score look like we were in it. Um, and, and for the most part, I think we were, but... We didn't play like it. Uh, and speaking of Kemba Walker, you know, his shooting was flat. He hasn't been right in a while. Um, he was missing some defensive rotations and, and coupled that with the Heat just hunting him out in the beginning of the game, especially in the first half, and, and just going at him in mismatches and in ball screens. Um, you know, that just led to our adjustments being a little bit more erratic to try to help him out and and some foul trouble and um to me the foul trouble is is really the big deal of this game um along with a couple other issues the turnovers 19 turnovers six of them from tatum tonight 
um, compared to the Heat's eight turnovers for the entire game. I mean, that's, that's how you win a basketball game in the playoffs. You just take care of the ball. We'll give the, uh, the Heat some credit in a minute. But the foul trouble is really our worst enemy. The, the way we play with our wings as the predominant focus offensively means that if any of those guys get in foul trouble, it's just a whole different ball game. And you saw that tonight with Jalen Brown picking up a couple quick fouls in the first quarter. Um, you know, and late in the game, we had a bunch of guys who were in foul trouble and were playing differently because of it. Um, you know, this was kind of epitomized by the early challenge that Brad Stevens had on the foul on Gordon Hayward, the chin foul when Dragic caught him with the three-point shot uh, right after Hayward came in the game for Marcus Smart, who picked up his third foul and wanted Brad to challenge that in the second quarter. I mean, we just don't have the depth to overcome that. Um, and a questionable call, I think, from from uh, Brad Stevens on that challenge, too. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was almost like a statement challenge to the referees by the coach. And I can just hear my co-host Mike Minkoff, you know, he's worried that Kemba is a liability. He's worried that, and he said so in the last podcast, that, you know, is our best lineup with Kemba? I mean, with Gordon Hayward back, I can just hear him, his cynicism of, of wondering if this would have been a different kind of game um, if we limited Kemba's minutes a little bit, as ridiculous as that sounds to say. And, and I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, but, but I think that there's a point that you have to, to make with that. Robert Williams played solid in his time on the court, especially in the second half with his minutes. And I, I only say that because our mini third quarter comeback happened uh, when, when he was in the game. Time Lord was in and Kemba was out. Um, and we brought it back to even um, before the Heat pulled away late. And, and honestly, you got to give credit to the Heat, right? Obviously, our Celtics did not show up tonight like we wanted them to. But we ran into Goran Dragic, the Celtic killer, known for having big games against the Seas. The Dragon. I mean, somebody give me a Game of Thrones reference here because, you know, he, he really carried them for stretches, um, even with Marcus Smart guarding him. Uh, but but the, the best player on the court tonight was Tyler Hero, Tyler the Creator. And at Kentucky, he did not show this type of ball handling or this type of decision-making or this type of finishing ability. At Kentucky, he was just a shooter. Okay, I just want to be clear about this. It really reminds me of Devin Booker. Out of college, you know, you knew he could shoot, but you didn't know what else or how much of those other uh, skills and intangibles he was going to bring. You knew he was smart. You knew he, he had a good IQ. Uh, but there was no reason to assume that Devin Booker was going to become this all-around scorer like he is. You knew he was a catch-and-shoot guy. And it was exactly the same thing with Tyler Hero. Uh, but somehow these Calipari guys are surprising people in the NBA. He was the best player on the Heat tonight, the best player on the court. Um, I mean, just the finishing, the way that he goes left like it's his strong hand. And unlike many players who end up relying on their go-to move when they go left or just settling for a jumper, the pull-up, I mean, a lot of guys, that's the scouting report. If they go left, they're going to pull up. If they go right, they could go you know, in any different direction. Hero, when he goes left, he's got all the options. He's got a lot of creativity. He does an excellent job 
of ball faking as he's jumping to finish to get the defenders to react so that he can then counter with the reverse layup or the spin shot. And he can do that with both hands. I mean, it's just unreal. 37 points tonight, his best game of his career. And showed calm the entire time like he expected that to happen. I feel like that was the difference in this game right now. You had the turnovers, and it's just ridiculous. It shows the lack of maturity from the young Celtics. Um, But the Heat knew they were going to win this game tonight. You could see it on their faces. The Celtics were not sure as the game progresses. The Heat were sure. Hero, he smiled on a couple of those weird finishes that he had. He fell down, got back up, and, and pivoted, and no one was guarding him. He shot it, made it, and he smiled once or twice in the game. But that was about it. The rest of the time, he was pretty stoic. He kind of had that Jimmy Butler calm. I mean, you saw it twice at the end of regulation tonight where Jimmy Butler went to the line, needing to make both free throws. Uh, and, yeah, no qualms about it. No problem. I'm just going to knock these down. Calm and cool and collected. And they knew it. They knew they were going to win this game, and, and they know they're going to win this series, and the Celtics are down 3-1. And uh, we're now looking for this young squad to mature at a really rapid rate. Uh, or semi Ojale is going to have to take over. <laughs> so, look. We didn't deserve to win this game. We didn't even deserve to win the game that we did win in this series so far, Game 3. So, you know, when, when you win, you got to have Celtic pride. you got to win the right way. And when you lose, you got to have Celtic pride, and you got to lose with pride. Um, so it's back to the drawing board. We, uh, we get two days before Friday. Um, <laughs> I'm curious if, if Young Tatum's going to come out with the Kobe purple armband and, and yellow shoes uh, like he did when it was make or break time. Um, win or go home time in the last series. And uh, this is a tough one, y'all. This is a tough one. So uh, instant reaction pod is going to be short tonight. Um, we'll be back right after Friday's game, win or lose. I don't care if uh, the others are with me or not. Uh, I got you. Thanks for listening. Celtics Pride.